Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome back to another segment of our Horror on the Globe series. And in this segment, we are going to Venezuela and we are going to talk about a film that is there's it's called The Whistler Origins. And I think there's actually a film called The Whistler that's Mm -hmm. different from this one. Yeah, I was I didn't understand that either. I didn't know if it was like a sequel or if this just because it's like a folk tale, a Venezuelan folk story. So is this just the origins of the folk tale, The Whistler? Yeah. Well, I think it's supposed to be, but it's yeah. actually different from the folk tale. Oh, it is. Yeah, a little bit. And that's actually a lot of the like reviews I was reading from like people that are like really familiar with the folk tale mm-hmm. is that it's like an origin story but also doesn't quite stick with the origin so it's kind of weird but i mean okay. adaptations are fine you yeah know? but it's interesting that it's like we're gonna do a folktale story but also like not well dang it because i was actually really happy like we never see folktale horror movies so i was really excited to see a venezuelan folktale horror movie on the screen that was pretty cool but i guess if it's a little different than meh Yeah, I mean, and, like, okay, I'm going to be, like, perfectly real with y'all. We watch, like, a lot of movies, right? Yeah. Like, a lot. Like, sometimes, like, three to four a week. And sometimes I'm, like, you know, and I'm I'm just, like, it's it's fatiguing sometimes. I'm not going to lie. This one kind of lost me. Mm -hmm, Like, definitely. Towards the end, I just kind of fell off track a little bit. No, I did too. I definitely felt myself distracted. Like I wanted to mess around on my phone, like did not care. Yes. And that's exactly how I felt like towards the end. I was with it for like halfway through Mm -hmm. and then I just kind of, you know, was doing other stuff. My husband was kind of in and out and I was talking to him and I was like, oh, crap, but like there are subtitles and mm-hmm. I was just like bits and pieces of the ending. So it was just kind of like, yeah, because what this film did really well was a lot of technical things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was beautiful. It looked like a universal movie. If they had, they had like zoomed in just a titch too much, just, just like a tad. And it, like, played in the dark a lot, and it did that pretty well when it did do it. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that, like, a lot of that was really well done, and I liked that. And especially because, like, you don't – there are a lot of films from, like, Spanish-speaking countries, but Venezuela is not one that I hear about very often. Right. So it was great to get, like, especially a film that looked like it was, like, straight out of Hollywood, you Mm -hmm. know? So – that was nice, but I felt like this film, it's always difficult when you have a film that has two different plot lines in the same movie and yeah. different time eras because there are, this follows two different storylines. It follows a possessed little girl and then it follows this other family 
basically. And the, they're how they're dealing with this like entity sort right. of. And it it's, it gets a little like the beginning it's, you're pretty with it. And then towards the end is kind of when I get a little lost. Cause in the beginning it's very captivating. Like, okay, well a little girl gets possessed and she's like, almost stabs her dad and like you get this priest involved very quickly and with this other family there's this woman and there's a part of her family and it the subtitles are a little hard I will Mm -hmm. say it doesn't translate perfectly yeah it it never does but specifically (laughs) with this one I was a little it was a little off for me but they they're you know she's going through she's being very possessed by this not possessed by a demon there's a very possessive male in her life mm-hmm. and you're just getting all these like you know bad vibe type things <laughs> and she's really struggling and and then it's going like back and forth and back and forth and so you're getting really wrapped up in these family stories and it's very interesting but then it kind of cuts back and forth and back and forth and like you're really into this one and then it cuts back and then you're really into that and it cuts back and then eventually it for me it does kind of lose it a little bit definitely once you start getting to there's like a book that they find buried with something that's about when I started to okay what is going on at this point yeah and again like it just it lost its umph for me, I suppose, mm-hmm. at a certain point. It was almost like these two storylines could have been their own films. Yes, absolutely. And they didn't tie together. And they're actually at different times. Like, these aren't happening at the same time. They're in the same village at different eras of time. Yes, I agree. They could That could almost have been, like, the Whistler origins and the Whistler, like... Right, exactly. And so it's, you know, it, it does like get to like monstery eventually. And, and it just, I, I know this is very like, what are you even talking about? But like, <laughs> trust me, I know. It's right. just because I, look, I'm going to actually read the folktale if that's okay. Because yeah, I want to hear the folktale. Okay. So the Whistler is a legendary figure in Venezuela associated with the Los Los Llanos region, usually described as lost soul. The legend arose in the middle of the 19th century. The story always starts with a son killing his father. One version states that this son returning home one day found his father abusing his beautiful young wife. This so angered him, he killed his father. Another more disconcerting version states this son was a spoiled brat whose every wish was catered to him by his parents. One afternoon, he demands his father hunt for a deer, his favorite meat. But when the father does not find a deer and returns empty-handed, his son kills him and cuts out his heart and liver. He then has his mother cook them for dinner. Damn. The mother finding this meat is tough starts to suspect something is amiss. She discovers these organs are her own husband's innards and curses her son for eternity. Afterwards, his grandfather ordered the youth to be tied to a post in the middle of the countryside and lashed him until his back was destroyed. His wounds were then cleaned with alcohol and he was released with two rabid starving dogs set upon him. Before releasing him, his grandfather condemned him to carry the bones of his father for all eternity. 
It has a characteristic whistle that resembles the musical notes C, D, E, F, G, A, B, in that order, rising in tone to F, then lowering to B. It is said that when the whistling sound is close, there is no danger, and when the whistler is far away, but when the whistling sound is distant, it means it is nearby. It is also said that hearing the whistling foretells one's own death, and one may hear it anywhere at any time. In this situation, the only thing that can save the victim is the sound of a dog barking, as it is the only thing it is afraid of. Or a whip. The spirit tends to take revenge on womanizers. Many inhabitants of the region say that they have seen it primarily in the summer, a time when the Venezuelan savanna burns in the harsh drought. The whistler sits in the trees and gathers dust in his hands, but it is mainly on rainy or humid days that the spirit wanders, hungry for death and eager to punish drunkards, womanizers, or sometimes innocent victims. It is said that it sucks the alcohol out of drunkards through their navel when it finds them alone, and it tears womanizers to pieces, removes their bones, and puts them in the sack where it keeps the remains of its father. Some versions say it appears as a giant of about six meters that moves around the treetops, creaking and emitting its chilling whistle. Inside its old and tattered sack lie the bones of its father, or according to some renditions, its multiple victims. Other versions say he appears as the shadow of a tall, thin man with a hat and goes after drunkards most of all. They say the whistler can appear by a house on certain nights, drop his sack on the ground, and count the bones one by one. If one hears it, nothing will happen, but if someone doesn't hear it before dawn, one member of the family will never wake up again. Well, damn. This is actually a little scarier than the movie. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. The movie is not all that scary. Like, he eventually gets creepy-looking-ish. That's kind of it. And what's also interesting is, like, typically I was reading some people that, like, know the the whistler and how he doesn't typically go after innocent people. But then there's also this story of this little girl that's possessed. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really make sense with the legend of why sh- why her, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But there are a bunch of dogs. Like, when we were watching this movie, my dogs were losing their fucking minds. Yeah, he does kill his father and his father is abusive to a woman so it's like there are some pieces yeah and he does like those punishment type things and so it does align quite a bit with this story and that's essentially what happens like in the story so you know but it but then there's also this girl that's possessed which is weird because like at the beginning the shadow passes by her and then all of a sudden she's like holding a knife to her dad Yeah, and then that's why we're trying to find this book thing so that we can get her unpossessed and that's tied to the Whistler somehow. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I would probably on, okay, (laughs) this is like one of those, like, this is one of those reviews where I'm like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I am unworthy. I just like, it's one of those reviews where I'm like, I should probably go rewatch this movie. Uh-huh. You know? Or, like, the, the thing is, though, there's not, like, a... I really wanted to go to, like, a Wikipedia page so that I could f- find a plot walkthrough to see if my subtitles were just m- uh-huh. mistranslated, too. But there's no Wikipedia page for this. Because plot synopsis can be really helpful for a foreign film because sometimes you can just tell when subtitles just are not translated very well. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that that also can get a film lost, but also regardless of the language barrier and the translations on the subtitles, you can also just tell and you can feel a movie like it wasn't that scary, but Mm -hmm. the Whistler could be very scary. Definitely. Like I, I was hoping that it was going to be super creepy. I'm kind of let down because he looked pretty creepy once you got to him, but it took so long. The movie's only like an hour 19. And keep in mind, this is two stories that we're following. Yeah. So for, I feel like it could have, it's not that you even had to drag it out, but I feel like there could have been a lot more of this like build up because there's not even a lot of suspenseful build up. I felt like either Mm-mm. getting to the whistler and getting, you know, there, there is a lot of like talking and like, you know, seeing these, this village and this family and this girl is possessed, but she doesn't really even do that much. Like she's not really that creepy when she is possessed. You just know she's like kind of off, you know, she's drawing weird stuff. Right. And even the Whistler, like I'm not saying his life was grand. It wasn't. It was fucked up. But we've seen a lot worse and people have turned out fairly okay. So for a serial killing folk horror story, I expected him to have a fucked up life. Well, like the folktale, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, he was a horrible person, and then he got, like, beat, and you know what I mean? And Yeah, like, so. in this, it was, I mean, you can tell his dad didn't like him, but that was basically it. Right. Yeah, like, you don't really get a ton of backstory, and that's the kind of thing from an origin story, you kind of want them to dwell on that origin a little bit more. Yeah. Instead of, like, this possessed girl and, like, this family, it just, mm-hmm. it was just, like, a little disjointed and and how I felt about it. And, you know, I know that there is another film about the Whistler, but I don't know, like, I don't really know much about it. Yeah, me either. And also, I almost accidentally watched that one. Because <laughs> that one's on Shutter, I think, but not this one. That would have been a very, I would have been like, wait, what happened? What are you talking about? I'm going through a whole different plot. (laughs) I don't remember that. Like you watched a different movie. (laughs) I think that, I think it, unless it's, unless it's the same film that says like a different year and then just has a different cover because that happens sometimes too. Like a film will come out in 2018 in one country and then in 2019 in a different country. Right. So. Who knows? There's also The Whistler that came out in 1944. Not that one. <laughs> not that one. Not that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i not saying I wouldn't recommend you try this film out because, again, it is technically beautiful. And mm-hmm. if you know anything about The Whistler, you might find it interesting to see how they took this film. Because, again, this is not our folktale. This is not right. anything that I knew about. So I'm not coming in here and saying they're wrong because this is not my culture to police, you know? Right. That being said, you like, it just, the way that the story was told was a little hard to perceive, like, Agreed, as a film. Yeah. Like, I wish they would have gone with, like, this story or that story or even made it longer. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're going to do the two, do an hour and a half long movie. Do a two-hour one. 
even an hour 45, like that's a perfectly valid length of a film without being too long. Yeah, I feel like the first half of it kind of drug, like it was great because we were getting that backstory, we were getting that origin stuff, but it was kind of slow. And then you get to the second half and it's like, boom, 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 because they had to get it all in under an hour 20 or something. It's like spread it out a little bit more. They've been fine. Yeah, except like an hour 20 is actually a pretty short film. So Mm -hmm. I I don't think they really did need to get it in in an hour 20 or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I thought it was honestly like, I know this is very short and I'm kind of like just skipping right to the point. But for me, it was honestly a two out of five, like very technically beautiful. And that's Mm -hmm. what gave it a two for me. But and that's not even saying like I hated it. It just like I and I would rewatch this just to see if I had a different experience Mm -hmm. and not to say that it was just this garbage film. It just really lost me. Yeah, absolutely. I was I was going to say the same thing. Two out of five. Like the the cinematography was beautiful. If you could back up just like a hair, it would have been absolutely perfect. But the story was pretty boring, unfortunately. Yeah, the set design and the sound were also like stunning. Everything yeah. about it, like they, it was designed very well. It, it just like the, mm-hmm. it, like I said, the story didn't hit, and it had a great story to go on. So right, you know, that's it was unfortunate, but I would definitely see what these filmmakers did in the future if they came out with mm-hmm. something else. So it's not like I would completely write them off. So like it, it's a like. A, if a two could be positive <laughs> right exactly like like a work on it too yeah like a could try to you know yeah so and that's kind of actually how I was seeing other reviews talk about it like it got pretty positive reviews but they were all like yeah you know and uh-huh. they were actually like a little bit higher than like what I would rate it personally but there's actually not a Rotten Tomatoes consensus on this film because it doesn't have enough so it's actually not really well known either so you're welcome I guess and (laughs) go find it I I think you can maybe find it on Amazon Prime I think you can find everything on Amazon Prime right it's on the internet (laughs) somewhere (laughs) you can speaking of the internet if you would like to join us on social media Facebook and Instagram are the Extra Sisters podcast. Twitter is at the Extra Sisters. And if you would like to join our Patreon, we put some fun stuff up this summer, specifically as of the date of recording this, but it'll be like in the past now. But for a dollar, you can unlock our review of the movie Ouija Shark. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, highly recommend. And all the other dollar movies that we reviewed and some other cool stuff. So, patreon.com slash the Extra Sisters podcast like I said, dollar a month or $5 a month at the very most expensive. So head on over there if you want to join our little Patreon family. Until next time, stay creepy.